The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Now, it's always a pleasure to welcome Conor Faulkner, um, and uh, he's going to tell us because we've reached the halfway point, 30th of June, uh, and of course, we're going into a second car registration, 23-2. Uh, find out how car sales are going, how EVs are going, and what is happening in terms of the scorecard for the government on uh, uh, public. Uh, uh, transport but I have to ask you so on Saturday I opened my Irish Independent and see yesterday it was all the money they were making on Instagram Mm. which I have yet to to, to, to get into (laughs) I'm shocked at that but on Saturday I realised I was foolish to ever buy a car uh, my old Skoda and and Hyundai um, because you get free cars so if I get a 70 grand EV car and I'm a brand ambassador we'll say congratulations for Volvo Volvo, and I get the free car and I I do the ads and I say, you know, I'm Delira and Exira and all the rest. Yeah. What are the tax consequences? From well, it? it depends on how free the free car is. If it's absolutely given to you for your universal use, including your private use for the whole of the year, then it's a taxable benefit in kind. And that's a well-known system. Anybody with a company car, I was a company car user for 20 odd. Oh, I loved it. It was great. We won't get into your perks. I know. Well, well, no. <laughs> um, um, do you know, it's, it's a disappointingly small... Um, no, no, but so just say the value of it is yeah. 70 car, you not only got it for, or would it normally just last for a year and they take it back and give you another new car or what? Yeah, and then you recalculate again. So it, it would count as so a company So if the car. car was worth 70 grand, what yeah. would be the BIK? Well, there's a calculation that would do, you do on that. If you do loads and loads of business mileage, so high mileage drivers pay very little BIK and that Say so it is 30,000 miles. Okay, well then you'd pay, you'd, you, you pay tax of, was it 27% of the open market value of the car is taxable to you. And then you pay that at the marginal rate. So the practical upshot is you might pay in the order of, say, three 400 quid a month as a tax on uh, your car, because the car effectively counts as income. And that's benefit in kind tax. And will the company anyway, not pay my tax as well? Well, it, 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 often it's part of your salary. So the brand ambassador one, if you're a celeb who's a brand ambassador, that's a little bit tricky, right? But let's imagine you're an ordinary punter. Oh, and is you there could an be, exemption if you're an ambassador? Well, you could be, say, for example, you're a sales rep. You might be a sales rep. So your car is on the road. You're doing high mileage. You'll pay very little BIK because it tapers down and it recognises the fact that your life is on the road. If, on the other hand, you're an exec, you know, as I was back in my day and you have... Uh, Only you know, coming from Dundrum into the city centre? Well, uh, uh, well, me cycling in even at that. But, you know, I had a com- company car as part of my package and that was, you know, more of a luxury car and you paid a tax bill on that. And for me, I, it was on my payslip every month, BIK cars and a figure there that reflected the fact that my car was a perk and there was a tax on it. Uh, and that's BIK for company cars. Standard, everybody who's had a company car knows it. Now, let's imagine that it's not the company, you're a brand ambassador. Um, so, you know, the car says, Ivan, we love you. Have a free Volvo. Tell everybody you love it. Uh, now, that counts as a, a car supplied to you. So there'd be a BIK tax liability on that. On the other hand, let's say you're you're still a brand ambassador, but, you know, you get to borrow one the odd weekend and they'd like you to be in one for photo calls now and again. And you're also going to, you know, turn up at a drinks reception mm. for them. Um, for use that limited, you're kind of in a grey area there. Is that a private car supplied to you? Yes, sir. No, uh, and it might be or it might not be. But if it is, then it's taxable as BIK. 
Okay, how are car, new car sales going? Very well, very well. And the industry, industry is having a good first start of the year and it looks like July is pretty vibrant. They're up nearly 19% on last year, new car registrations. Um, and that's new cars, but it's also, there's even higher increases for things like um, like commercial vehicles, trucks and vans. Uh, imports are up as well. So the market's quite buoyant. Anyone I speak to, uh, say that, you know, post-COVID, post-Ukraine, there yeah. was huge delays. That was I've ordered issue. my car several months and they say right-hand drives, the rest of Europe, apart from Britain, don't do that and therefore uh, we weren't a priority. Has the supply problem been resolved? It, it seems to have been resolved, but there's still a long tail on it and there's still a lot of people buying new cars facing long delays. Um, the Faulkner household just bought a new car. How exciting, how exciting. It's not mine. I'm staying in the Skoda. But we did get a new um, electric car. Now, we ordered it in December and took delivery yesterday. So there is still a bit of a lead time, but it is washing its way through. The supply is definitely better. Um, and, and as I say, the market's definitely okay. very buoyant. And, so and, and it of looks those 77,000 like, new cars bought, yeah. how many were EVs? Well, if you EVs, pure EVs are a little over 18%. The pure electrics, like the one we picked up the other day. Uh, but if you count the plug-ins and the hybrids, it's over 50%. So that's, in a sense, a big landmark, I think, for us. It means the internal combustion engine, traditional car, um, is now the minority of new cars sold. And poor old diesel is down below 20%. And diesel's had one of these checkered, you know, 15 years ago, it was the green fuel of choice. It was the better way to do it. We changed the tax regime and told all motorists to buy diesel. Worked a treat. Diesel's everywhere. It was nearly 80% of new car sales. Now diesel is the bad guy because of particulates and we want to get away from fossil fuels altogether and it's all about electric. The tax system favours electric and look at the consumers respond. So it tells you that it can be done. You can can force manufacturers and you can force consumers uh, to cleaner and greener technologies. I'll tell you something else, Ivan. Um, The the, the new electric car that has just arrived into the Mm. Faulkner household it's transformative. It makes all other cars look like ass and cart. It's just a different technology. So much smoother, so much better. Um, and, and, you know, with the ranges getting as good as they are now, you can really see that the petrol and diesel engines And are does it the have the out. boot? You know, the quick acceleration? Yeah, it's all good. Oh, it's all, oh the acceleration's astonishing in it. Um, you know, I had a little go in it. I won't often be allowed to mm. use it. I, I won't know. often be allowed to use it. Well, um, but, but when on occasion that I am, I'll have to resist let's see the temptation. Because you are a transport consultant. Yeah. So, road safety, deaths up or down? A, a, a very poor year so far. Disappointing. Road deaths are 89 so far this year. That's 12 worse than last year. Uh, now was last year a particularly bad year? Uh, well, we're coming out of COVID, so your better benchmark really is 2019. Yeah. But again, we're deteriorating. And we had been going so well, Ivan. But there's a new road safety strategy 2021 to 2030. It's supposed to have road deaths in that 10-year period. We're well behind the curve. Well behind the curve. Things are supposed to be improving and they are clearly not. Now, scratch your chin. What are the reasons behind that? Um, There have been some high profile, unfortunate tragedies, but generally the trend is poor. I I blame you. You're keen on enforcement, I remember, over the years. Yeah, I mean, it's it's the knitting, you know, we don't necessarily need new laws. There's some new laws we might need. um, But, you know, it's it's, it's back to the knitting. You can practically paint by numbers and see what's effective here. And there's nothing more effective than the physical presence of guards. In terms of public transport, you know, we're in the middle of a national development plan, Project 2040, 165 billion to 
be spent in terms of public transport and transport enhancement. How are we getting on? Well, <coughs> depend. not great, to be honest with you. I mean, uh, there, was a, there was a report to the Public Accounts Committee yesterday uh, and I think in some senses government must be grateful for RTE for providing a great deal of air cover to what might otherwise be a larger story. Um, but if, if you look at what we're spending, um, 300 million euro has been uh, essentially wasted, according to the Public Accounts Committee, on projects like Metro West and Metro North. Metro West isn't even happening any time in the foreseeable future. Well, Metro Link uh, and Metro is, like I, I recently interviewed Peter of TII, yeah. you know, the, the CEO, and he said that the Board Planola hearings on it, uh, underground and all that, mm. uh, February. Yeah, and, and and so slow, and 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 you know, I'm a fan of Metro. I want us to build the damn mm. thing. I, I nearly don't care what it costs. It costs it nine, be, nine billion, but it'll be worth it. You know, we could have done it twenty years ago for three billion. We I didn't because it was too expensive. Silly, silly, silly. Get on and do it. But as of right now, for Metro North alone, we spent three hundred million euro. Of which 150 million is just lost, stranded, ne- yeah. gone, gone, okay. gone, gone, no. and we haven't got a shovel into the ground, nor do we have a reliable date no. as I to want, when we're I want, actually I want going to, have, I want to start. To, I want to have a rant, and, yeah, and you know we're complaining. Well, you and me both. No, no, no. I'm not about that. No, sorry. Rants are only about things that affect Ivan. Ah. So I was home at, on Saturday, right? I suddenly found that on my late mother's little car, the tax was out. So we yeah. sorted that out online. And then there was a letter in the post to Ivan Yates saying the Skoda car, which we got in 2017, it had to go for its first NCD test. Yeah. So I rang up Deirdre and I said, get on to those NCD and book in a test. Mm-hmm. When would you say I got the date for the test? Uh, yeah, the twenty well, fourth of January. I mean, how, what sort of country do we live in that they tell me I'm obliged to have a test, and then, you and can't then they one. can't give me a test? Yeah, yeah. So will I be driving illegally, or what will happen? Well, uh, you know, I think we should find some sort of a reason to lock you up, but a I don't think that'll be it. You into yeah, NCTs I, I are not fit for it. purpose. What's yeah, happening? Yeah. Well, uh, uh, short version: they fell way behind during the pandemic, and they've never caught up. So there's a big backlog. But why don't they do over? Time. You're dead right. Or recruit more, which they've been desperately trying to do. Now they're getting on top of that. It's an improving situation. But in the time... January? I this know, is July. I know. So G- what, what, how am I fixed legally? Oh, legally, you're fine. Oh, that's you, you're, right. Legally, you're fine. They've extended, and, and that's because oh, of... they a, can do it in February then. Well, I know, but that's because of a tolerance that they've allowed. So they're essentially setting aside the regs on, on, on the discs themselves. Both the Gardaí and the insurance and company, they're time, quite happy. But, but in terms of... Uh, uh, Cars. This text from Mad John in Limerick is: My <laughs> wife's car was bought secondhand in 2019. Today, it's worth three grand more than we paid for it, yeah. even with four years mileage and wear and tear. Isn't that the real story of the motor industry that they're making all their money out of second-hand cars because there's not enough of them? Well, uh, normally there's two and a half second-hand cars sold for every new car sold. It's an essential part of the market. It's the same problem as with the reduction in new car sales during the pandemic. There's there's a, a shortage of second-hand cars. That's recovering again. That's recovering again. But for now, second-hand cars remarkably hold their value really well. That'll wash out as new car sales improve. In a few years' time, we won't have that situation. But as of right now, if you own a car, it's actually an asset that's not dropping in value where normally it does. Okay, there you have it. All the latest from the motoring uh, frontline with Conor Faulkner and he's off to fix the national crisis, uh, (laughs) a.k.a. the Ivan's problem with the NCT crisis. Conor Faulkner, thank you. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk.